In today's show, I'm looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball players to add, players to drop. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today we're looking at the waiver wire, so let's get struck, stuck, struck, stuck straight into it. Changing the format a little bit. Now, in previous shows, I'd started off with long-term ads, but because we're you know, six weeks into the NBA season, most of those guys that who, you know, oh, these guys probably should be rostered, they're like back-end players if I'm looking for guys who are available in a ton of leagues. So we're looking more at short-term value, future upside plays, plays that are for beginners, um, must-roster players that aren't necessarily rostered everywhere. So just changing things up a little bit. And let's start with some players who I think are rostered in too many leagues with our long-term drops for nine-cat leagues. Let's start with Punch Bob, Bobby Portis. Um, as I've detailed plenty of times with Bob, um, in the games where the Bucks play poor opponents, he gets more minutes. In the games where they play good opponents, he doesn't really see the court at all. Now, if you want to hold on to him under all those circumstances, by all means, but it's going to be an up-and-down ride. And even in a best-case scenario, what is he, a top 100 player? I just don't see that as the best use of one of those roster spots where I could stream that through and get maybe five or six games out of that roster spot during the week. He's the 121st ranked player over the course of this season in 22 minutes per night. It was like 70th a few weeks ago. It is starting to come back down, and I just don't think that he should be rostered in anywhere near as many leagues as he is. Fan of pants, Kevin Herter is another guy that I think can be considered a drop. Now, at the moment, while Bogdanovich is out and now Hunter's out, you do want to hold him. But if we're looking at future moves, if we're looking at who is an expendable player that's on your team, he's the 128th ranked player at the moment, but things are going to go down. Reddish is going to be back and healthy. Hunter's going to return. Bogdanovich is going to return. Snell's going to play at some point, we would expect. And all that's going to have an impact on Herder, and he won't be getting those 30 minutes a night. So if you do need to make a preemptive move and you have Herder and he's your worst player, there's nothing wrong with moving on from him. The same thing goes with Eric Gordon who, again, has been putting up some pretty solid numbers. But we've seen over the last couple, everything's starting to come back to worth. His 70% two-point shooting has dropped back off. His minutes are coming back yeah, to normal. And we're seeing guys like Daniel House, Jay Sean Tate, um, David Nawaba when he's not injured. Eating into his minutes, of course, there's Wall, there's Oladipo there as well. And Gordon is not... The player that people thought, oh, as soon as Harden's traded, Eric Gordon's a must-roster player. But he's just so limited in so many areas that he really needs a massive runway to be able to get to that. And I don't think he's there. So to me, he's a droppable type of guy. Rui Hachimura, I know people will disagree with this, and there'll definitely be a comment in the on the video on this. Drop Hachimura, this guy smokes crack. We're crazy. Hachimura's not very good. He's played 27 minutes a night this year. He's the 216th ranked player. And while I do expect him to be better than that, not much. He's not a very good player, especially from a fantasy perspective. I think he's totally solid, but I, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't get steals or blocks or assists, and he's a low rebounder. He's a low-volume three-point shooter. He's a below-average field goal guy. He's a good free-throw guy, but he doesn't get huge amounts of volume there. To me, <clears throat> the numbers might look sexy because he can be points and rebounds, the two biggest volume numbers, and people look at those and get excited. It's why people love Marvin Bagley. But overall... 
Hachimura is not worth a roster spot, in my opinion. He's rostered in far too many leagues. And I think it's just clogging up your roster. Get rid of him. And the last guy here is Demarcus Cousins, a player who um, needs to play 25 minutes a night, needs to play next to Christian Wood. It's not happening. You can drop him. Next up, points leagues drops. Dunk Robinson, I think, is a a guy that's, again, overrated for points leagues because of his ability to hit threes and his value in category leagues. In points leagues, he is not the guy that you want. He is the 117th ranked player this year. And that's fine, but that's almost best case scenario given all the absences the Heat have had. You can move on from him. Same with the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! I think Gallinari is probably a category, he is a category league drop as well. But in points leagues, you know, I just don't see the purpose. There are You're going to have way more value in rostering um, stream options off the wire than holding someone like that. And the same goes for Larry Nance. Now, Larry Nance has been really good. He's, and this sounds here crazy to suggest, but with the return of Kevin Love coming. Nance is a much better category league player than a points league player as well, but his value is going to drop off. I I just don't see him playing the 35 minutes a night that he's been playing so far this year. That might drop by eight minutes a night. And it'll still be 26 or 27, but eight minutes a night is eight minutes a night. So Nance, you don't don't just go and drop him for no reason, but he's at least in that area that in coming up soon, he's going to be a droppable player. The same thing goes for DeAndre Jordan, who's getting 20 minutes a night, despite being the only center on that roster. Apologies to Reggie Perry. In a points league, he's only 142nd ranked player this year. You can do better. And then lastly is DeMarcus Cousins for the reasons I highlighted already. For short-term ads, nine cat leagues, Thad Young, no Wendell Carter Jr. Young is the guy to add over Daniel Gafford. With uh, in Portland, with uh, no CJ McCollum, no use of Nurkic, with now Covington struggling with concussion, Gary Trent is the option there. Nice, Gary. Now he's going to be up and down for sure. His value is in points and threes, but there's there's value there. TJ McConnell, you want assists and steals with Warren and uh, Levert out indefinitely. There's a massive consistent role for TJ. He's a good add. Cam Johnson is starting at the moment in Phoenix, so he's not doing great stuff. But he is providing some threes and some scoring. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster guy by any means, but in the short term, especially while Booker is out, he's worth a look. And then the last guy we look at here is Emmanuel Quickly, who honestly just continues to astound me with what he's doing. His usage is through the roof. He's hitting his field goals at a much higher rate than I expected. Um, but it's mainly just the usage and the scoring. Like He is going at almost 30% usage this season, which is an insane number. And we can't ignore it. The minutes are higher than Alfred Payton. Now, whether he starts or not, it doesn't matter as long as he plays those 26 or 27 minutes. He has low assists. He has low steals. He's blocking shots at a level, which I think is going to come down as well. But you've got to add him, and let's just see where it goes. And it could go nowhere, but you've got to add him. For points league, some guys to add. Jeremy Lamb, and I didn't include him in the Category League 1 because he's already rostered in too many leagues there. Uh, for points leagues, I like Lamb. I like Cody Zeller, who's getting you know, way more minutes than I expected at center for the Hornets, pushing Bismack Biombo completely out of the rotation. So that's really interesting to me. So Zeller is someone that we can add. Cole Anthony's available in too many points leagues as well. Go and add him as a 12-team league guy. Thad Young, as I mentioned already, and then Jared Vanderbilt in the short term. I don't know what's going to happen when one show returns. I don't know what's going to happen when Carl Anthony Towns returns. But at the moment, even if Ryan Saunders is the worst coach in the NBA and decided to bench him last game, he still played the same amount of minutes as a bench player than as a starter. So he's at least worth looking at there. For deep leagues, I'm adding Dorian Finney-Smith. 
are looking at Mo Wagner as the best permanent center there in Washington between Lopez and Len. It may not pay off, but I'll, I'll take a flyer on Wagner. And I'll also take a flyer on his teammate, Denny Avdia. Now, I'm not looking at Avdia in 12-team uh, leagues or probably even 14-team. It's more 16-teamers, especially with Beal and Westbrook taking every shot in the world. Avdia doesn't have that opportunity. But in a deeper league, sure. And Pat Connaughton somehow is uh, uh, trending up at the moment, 20 minutes a game, and yeah, producing some okay numbers. And he's not rostered really anywhere. So in a 16-teamer, Connaughton can be a guy that can help you. And then lastly, Daniel House, whose minutes are slowly increasing after his return from back and COVID stuff. They're getting back up there. He's going to push minutes away from Jay Sean Tate, I would imagine. And his ability to hit some threes and get some steals can be really useful in a deep league. I'm going to go through a list of players who are must-roster players. These are guys who are top 100 players rest of season, in my opinion, who are rostered in under 85% of Yahoo leagues. The wiki Chris Boucher, I know it's been rough the last couple of games. Don't drop him. What are we doing? Hold on, and let's see where it goes. Paul Washington Jr., this makes no sense. It needs to be rostered in every league. I don't know why he's not. Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Now, I know some people don't understand Maximum Derek White. They think he's trash. They think he's an end-of-bench player. I am telling you now, at some point, whether it's this season or next season, this guy will have a top 50 fantasy season. He is very good. And I can I make a bold claim? He is the best player on this Spurs team. I, I know they have DeMar DeRozan. I know they have DeJounte Murray. I know they have the husk of LaMarcus Aldridge. Derek White's the best player on this team. And it will take a bit of time this year. He's got to work his way back from that toe injury. He hasn't had the, got the chemistry that these other guys have had for the first 20 games. And it, it might not come together. And I'm not suggesting he's a top 50 guy or he's even going to be the best player in this team this year. But I think he is the best player in this team. He will become that best player in this team and he will become a top 50 player and he needs to be rostered. DeAndre Hunter, I'm uh, rostered in under 80% of leagues. I know he's got this knee problem, but what are we doing? Why are we dropping him? Please don't. I'm skeptical of Hunter to a degree because I think that him being the best long two shooter in the NBA is probably not something that's going to stick. And yes, I'm aware somebody has to be the best long two shooter. It's not him, but somebody has to be it, and there's going to be some regression. That doesn't mean I think he's bad. That doesn't mean I think he should be dropped. That doesn't, doesn't mean I think that he's trash. He has absolutely outperformed all of my expectations this season. And for the people who get off and saying, yeah, Josh, you never admit when you're wrong. You never bring up something. I was wrong on Hunter. I was under the impression that he might even struggle to be in the rotation. That's because I don't just pull shit out of my ass. Like I talk to people and I try and figure out how the rotation is going to go. And I base it on what we saw last year. And I base it from people inside those camps. And that's what they thought. And it was wrong. Clearly, I was wrong. But I also don't think he's going to remain the best, literally the best long two shooter in the league who's hitting 62% of his twos all around. Like, that just doesn't feel right. Anyway, he shouldn't be dropped. He needs to be rostered. Rob Covington, this is a tough one. I can understand why you drop him. And in points leagues, he is a drop. But in a category league, I'm still sticking with him. Those defensive stat combinations with some rebounds, with some threes, is pretty tough to find in other spots. Another bunch of must-roster players, Evan Fournier. Why? Why is he not rostered? Seth Curry. It's been a little bit rough since returning from COVID, but he needs to be rostered. Tyrese Halliburton. It is, it is going to get better for Halliburton. He's going to get more minutes. They're going to realize he's better than both Heald and Bagley. And even it doesn't even matter if he starts, because if he plays 33 off the bench, it's fine. Some of his early season shooting numbers will probably be regressed, but we'll see some more stuff improve. Enes Kanter, must roster. Brooke Lopez, must roster. Not sure why that's at all controversial. 
Al Horford must roster. D-line right at this point must roster. I'm not. I can't trust Casey long term, but he's worth a look. Malik Beasley. What are we doing? Why is he not rostered? Keldon Johnson. Yeah, look, you can have your panic. Oh, Derek White's back. It's going to mean Keldon's limited. And in that first game, Johnson only did play 21 minutes, but they don't actually play the same position. And the bloke I think is going to miss out is Lonnie Walker. Don't read into that with Johnson. Don't panic drop after that one game. And Jeremy Lamb's not rostered in enough leagues either. He should be rostered. Popular ads. Talked about Thad Young already. Joe Ingles is a guy that's been added in a lot of spots with Don Mitchell out. As long as Mitchell's out, Ingles has some short-term value, even as an assist streamer, he's got some value. Anthony Edwards started the last game for Minnesota. Now, if you're looking for points and poor in every other category, then Edwards can be your guy. But as I've said pretty often, you don't find many higher upside guys sitting on your waiver wire. So if you want to take that flyer on a guy that you feel the team is going to invest some minutes into, and there is some room for growth, then Edwards is the guy to look at. Teo Maladon has been uh, added in a lot of leagues, or as a lot of Americans may say, Theo Maladon. Teo has been really good replacing George Hill. I think he's going to be the starter at some point this season. I think when Hill comes back, Maladon will move to the bench, but he is a guy for the short term to have a look at. And then your mate, Hassan Whiteside. The world. He's played like 19 minutes in each of the last two games. People are adding him. People think it's happening. The minute split is coming. He is not good. He is not as good as Rashawn Holmes. He sucked again on the weekend, even though those minutes came. And I know the Kings are bad, and I know Luke Walton is bad, so there is a possibility that they decide to give him too many minutes. But people are out here praying, man, I hope Hassan gets freed and gets traded to a team. Who wants him? Like, Who is taking him to play these big minutes? But I'm reporting on it because people are adding him, and it needs to be mentioned. I am not adding him. You can do it if you want. Players hot at the moment. Top 50 players in the last week, James Johnson. But yeah, with Kleber, uh, Finney Smith, Powell, all those guys returning, that's not going to last. Reggie Jackson, absolutely fine as a short-term guy while Patrick Beverly's out. Royce O'Neal's playing pretty well. Uh, I like him as a back-end 12-team league guy anyway. Jermichael Green playing at a high level at the moment, more of a 14-teamer. Unless the Nuggets decide to make a change to their lineup, which they won't. And then Marcus Morris, a guy who is in the top 100 this season uh, or over this last week, who in the short term has got marginal value, but really nothing too excited. I I wouldn't be adding him. The last thing, which is a new thing I'm introducing for today's uh, show is flyers. So we're looking at players who you can take a flyer on. Obviously, that's what the the term flyers means. Um, If you've got a stash ability and just to wait to see what happens. Isaiah Roby, that's waiting for a Horford trade. If Horford's out, Roby's a 12-team league guy. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you're waiting for a ball, Bledsoe, maybe not even a Redick trade because Redick's already out of the rotation. Alexander-Walker is probably the guy I'd be stashing the most out of these players who's got some short-term value in itself, and then that can jump later on. Isaiah Stewart in Detroit. I think he's playing pretty well, and there could be a change or at least a minute split coming with him and Plumley. Dylan Winley is an interesting one. If the Cavs trade Kevin Love, if they move on from Larry Nance, I've been super impressed by what Windler has done. And I think they'd like to give him 25 minutes tonight. It might take a few things to get there. And it is just a deep, deep stash type scenario. But just watch him because I think his game's really fantasy friendly. And then lastly, Nick Claxton in Brooklyn with DeAndre Jordan floundering. Um, no other backup center outside of Norval Pal and uh, Reggie Perry. If Claxton gets right and gets healthy, he could start. He could play 20 minutes and he could be actually useful. So keep an eye on Nick Claxton. That'll do it for me today, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.